This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. Let's go to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. We're talking with the great Terry Francona. I know everybody poo-poos baseball fights. They're like, hey, you go out there and everybody's just talking yeah. and shoving. But when you get out there, man, those guys are big. They they get after yeah. it. And when they get after it, man, look out. It makes you a little nervous. Robin Ventura still won't talk about Nolan Ryan to, to this day. He, he wants <laughs> nothing with that conversation. Listen to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everyone. The Betting Weekly WTA show is back. Uh, This week, it's the big one. It's the final major of 2023, the US Open from Flushing Meadow in New York. We've had three different women's major champions in 2023. Will we have another new name in 2024? Sorry, 2024. I'll get carried away. In the final major of the year. I'd like to say also back. Here he is, that friendly, smiling face. It's our WTA handicapper here at Because We Win. Fresh from his holidays, fresh from looking for some winners, it's Roy Jawani. How are you, my friend? Long time no speak. It is, yes. Yeah, not bad, thank you. I had a just a bit of R&R and, um, yeah, always good to to take that, especially uh, this time of the year. It's uh, It's a funny one between the sort of... You know, after the French, and then you sort of have a couple of clay court, hard court tournaments in Europe, and then you're into the US swing. And it's a lot of, I think generally there's a lot of tired players about, mm. and there's a lot of tired players who, as well. There's a lot of tired. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so the US Open can be a tricky one. Um, you know, we've seen, obviously, we've seen the last couple of weeks, Coco Goff's been in fantastic form, Jessica Begula winning a tournament as well. Igis Fiontech, not the ideal preparation, but she had similar last year. So US Open, very, very interesting. And, you know, Fiontech's the favourite, of course. But, you know, to me, she's a very vulnerable favourite. We're going to come on to that in a little bit. Look at the prices with Bet Rivers. Currently, we only have uh, the outright markets. There will be a load of props. And tomorrow, we look at the first round matches as well. So we're recording this on Friday. And all we're going to do here for the next 25 minutes or so is break down the outright market. Where are the best bets on the women's draw? Who are the each-way value? Who runs the fade? And um, we'll have all those questions answered to you over the next 20 minutes or so. But before we uh, we go on to that, now, Rory, listen, I've been following you on Twitter and, and X or whatever it's called now, and um, we've had some bad luck along the way uh, this year on the tennis. I saw probably one of the kind of worst beats I've ever seen from you on, on the World Athletics Championships inside five minutes. <laughs> You've tipped and bet someone to win the 10,000 metres who ran what, almost 24 laps and then right on the finishing line, Fell flat on the face. Yeah. Then you bet someone in the, in the, the following the race, mixed four by four. Yeah. The mixed yeah, four the by Dutch four. You bet a, the, it was double Dutch. What? It was double Dutch. Hopefully it was be a double Dutch double. And yeah, they fell on. They Dutch fell on, on the, the ground as well with the, the gold. <laughs> the, the gold medal beckoning. So yeah. hopefully all got that, all the bad luck out of the way. No, it, it, it can't get any. That's when you, that has got to be the worst bad beat I've ever seen. <laughs> I actually, to be fair to you, I actually did bet the woman for the uh, 10,000 Hassan. I bet her for the 10,000 meters as well. So I shared your pain completely there. But uh, but to get, to get the double up, that takes some doing. <laughs> yeah, that was, um, thank goodness it was only a double. I didn't have him in singles. But yeah, it's, um, 
you've got to laugh when these things happen. They happen. You know, we get bad beats in this game, and you know, you what can you do? You can't cry about it. You just got to plug on and and trust that. You know, what can you take from it? They're near misses. They're near misses. So hopefully, next time your luck goes your way, and and that's pretty much been the case with this season with yeah. the tennis as well. You know, we've had a couple of bad beats here and there. Um, and players who who haven't performed as we'd expect, but that's kind of the luck of the draw. That's how it goes. So hopefully, New York, things will turn around. Yeah, I, I'm going to say I've always said to people before on my tombstone, it'll say Nigel he got the value, but uh, <laughs> that, 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 that's basically what's going to happen. They didn't cash any tickets, but he did get the value. <laughs> that's what we do here. Uh, we we bet we bet. Many tennis players who collapse on the floor. We met. Uh, I think they're all okay. And ten thousand meters. Well, that was something else, though. <laughs> I watched that twenty-three laps, twenty-four laps. I think it was of watching ten thousand. I've never watched a race for forty minutes, <laughs> and I watched it and thinking, "Oi, oi!" The most exciting bit, the last bit, and then flat on the face. I thought that just sums up my last six months completely. <laughs> if that was a gilf. That would that would gif or whatever it's called. No, gif, gif, gif. Whatever. That's something completely different. I know, mate. I know, I know, I know. That's another show. But if it was a gif, that would be that would be my that would be my gif there. So that that was it. Anyway, um, as you can see, I'm down with the kids on Instagram, my gifs and my gifs and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> it's quite good. But let's move on to the serious thing. This is what you come here yes. for. You come here for the tennis and the best bets here. Uh, Bet Rivers are obviously going to be loads and loads of specials. Loads of head out to the Bet Rivers website. It's going to be all that kind of stuff added over the column. And the column coverage here is going to be exceptional. Like I say, tomorrow, uh, myself and Roy will be looking at the first round matches. And then I'll be flying to New York on Tuesday. I'll be out there. Uh, so giving you all the information from the courts. And Sean Calvert will be flying out on Saturday or Friday or Saturday. So he'll be there for the weekend when I'm returning for the second week. Uh, let's look at the draw now. Before we go on to the conditions, uh, well, let's start with the conditions. The conditions here, it's going to be hot. It's going to be quite humid. Obviously, it is New York at this time of the year. Um, What do we need to look for when we're looking for a US Open champion? You have said in the initial speech, and I think it's very, very important, the amount of retirements we've had in the last two or three weeks in the men's and the women's. Players are coming in with a lot of fatigue. But what is the build-up? Do we look for players who've won tournaments like Coco Goff and Pegula? Or do we look for people who have just been going steadily along their business, making quarterfinals and semifinals, and then just raising their game that extra level for the US Open? Yeah, there's no there's no formula for this, really. I mean, you look at previous winners, Sviontek last year. Um, you had Osaka winning it a couple of times. Um, the first time was a little bit of a surprise, but she had been in form before then. So it's, you can't really, you know, there's no real fixed way. Obviously we had Emu Raducanu two years ago coming from absolutely nowhere. This is the tournament probably, I mean, I suppose with the Australian as well, to some extent, because it's right at the start of the year, the US, because it's nearly end of the year. It's the one where you perhaps you'd get the most upsets. Um, of course, I'm trying to remember when, was it 2015, when Williams, Serena Williams looked on course for the calendar Grand Slam and lost to Roberta Vinci in the semi-finals. So upsets certainly do happen. Sloane Stevens winning in 2017, having not long come back from injury. Bianca Andreescu, 2019, she had been in form. I think this year, I think the problem is, you know, we talk about now this big three in women's tennis of Sviontek, Rybakina and Sabalenka. They've not looked particularly big three like in the last few weeks, and you know none of them reached the semis um, at Wimbledon. Um, I think that's right. Or was it, so did Sabalenka reached the semis at Wimbledon, lost to Jabert. 
but you know none of them in the final at Wimbledon and the last few weeks they've struggled and and I think you know when you're going deep in tournaments every week every other week it does take its toll and I think we're seeing that with the big three at the moment um Sfiontech's reached the semi-finals of the last two tournaments Sabalenka uh, reached the semi of uh, Cincinnati, lost to, to Mukua in, in the semi-final. Rybakina looks like she might be injured again. So, you know, and she got, you know, done over. Montreal didn't help anyone, uh, apart from Jess Pegula, who won it. But apart from her, you know, you had so many rain delays at that tournament. You had a couple of players playing twice in a day. And Rybakina for her she she said you know she felt done in after that and she was carrying some you know minor some injuries and she had some injuries and then she had to retire at Cincinnati so the, all these things at the end of a sort of towards the end of a long season they all take their toll they all add up and now you've got a two-week slam so who's going to be able to last the distance and probably looking at someone who is in good form I think form is still important but perhaps someone who hasn't dance so many dances this year who perhaps is a little bit fresher than those perhaps at the top of the market so someone like Coco Goff for instance you can't you know you can't overstate how you know fantastic form she's in she's won two tournaments last few few weeks she's got her first WTA thousand title she is now going to be the big American hope at Flushing Meadows She's going to experience pressure like she's never experienced before. She's going to be on all the billboards. Since Serena Williams, they've kind of been lacking a superstar. Goff is now primed to take that place. But she's only 19 and she'll never have felt this sort of pressure before. You know, she might have been under the radar in previous slams. She's definitely not this time. She's coming in as the form player. I think that's a real worry for her supporters. If you're a backer, I mean, if, if you've got a good big price in her early in the season, then great. If you're thinking about backing her at $8, I'd suggest that's not a great price. But there's so many ways to come at this. I'm, in term, I'm, in, I'm inclined to take on the top few in the market for those reasons I've just yeah. stated. If you look at the trends of the tournament, tournament favourites in recent years haven't performed very well. Obviously, Iga Swiatek won the tournament last year. She was a tournament favourite, but that's about the trend. Uh, the last time a tournament favourite was in 2014, which was Serena Williams. And she's the last person to win back-to-back -to -back tournaments. She won it in 2012, 13, and 14. If we look at the women's winners, Pinata, Kerber, uh, Stevens, Osaka, Andrescu, Raducanu, and Iga Shrontek. So this is a tournament what does throw up some random results, as Rory said there. So I'm pretty much in agreement. I I, I want to fade Iga Shrontek here at plus 240. Um, but we'll come on to that in a minute. Um, let's have a look at the draw. Now, the draw has been made yesterday, and it does appear to be very favourable to the bottom half of the draw. The top half of the draw looks a lot stronger. And what we're going to do here is we'll break it into sections. We'll break into the first quarter of the bracket, then the second quarter, third quarter, and fourth quarter. First quarter, we have Igor Shrontek, the number one seed, with a, a quarterfinal opponent, potentially, of Corey Goff. Also in that, we have Kudometova, we have Kvitova, and we also have a mouth-watering prospect of a second-round match between Coco Goff and the teen sensation Mira Andreeva, uh, which is going to be an absolutely fascinating match. Let's have a look at that section first, Rory. Where do you potentially see that opening up? Who's going to reach the semi-finals, quarter-final routes? And who potentially do you think could be a, someone who could upset the uh, the more well-known players in that first quarter? Yeah, I mean, let's let's start with Fiontech. So Montreal... 
she was a bit unlucky there with the weather. She came up against a fresh Jess Pagula, having needed three sets to beat Danielle Collins the night before. Not so unlucky against Coco Goff. I mean, she was beaten fair and square there. I think, yeah, this top quarter looks the most difficult of the lot with with Sviontek and Goff. Goff finally beating Sviontek at the eighth attempt. She hadn't won a set in their previous seven meetings. Um, I think, you know, I, I think, yeah, that route for, for Goff isn't a nice one. So as you said, Andreva possibly in round two. In round three, Danielle Collins or Elise Mertens. Yeah, I, I I quite like the look of Collins. Petra Kvitova potentially in round four. And then either Sviontek, Yelena Ostapenko or Veronika Kudamatova in the quarterfinals. Goff's going to have to hit the ground running. Uh, yeah, Andreva second round. I mean, she didn't get very far this week uh, in Cleveland. But uh, as you say, she's a, a star of the future and she's gone deep in a couple of slams already this year. Um, I think someone could spring a surprise in that top quarter. Um We've mentioned about the minor injuries, fatigue, adding up, taking their toll over the season. I mean, Kudamatova lost to Venus Williams the other week. I mean, that that shouldn't not really have happened. I mean, Venus Williams, great player, legend of the game, whatever, but she's 43. And, and Kudamatova is pretty much a top 10 player. I think she's down to 16. Um, I think, you know, looking at that first quarter, if I was going to play one at a price, it would be Danielle Collins because she's having a bit of an injury-free run, which always helps. I mean, she's had so many injuries in her career. She played really well in Montreal after coming through quali qualies. She beat Alina Svitolina, Maria Sakari, and Leila Fernandez, and then she lost in three sets to Sviontek. She ran into Sviontek again the following week in Cincinnati and won just one game, but you know, that can happen against Sviontek. Sometimes she is just unplayable. Um Collins against Goff in round three would be a, a fantastic match. And I think Collins would relish that being the underdog against her fellow American. And she's a hundred dollars. I think that's a big price for Collins who she's a slam finalist. She reached the final of the Australian open not so long ago. Um, I think she could give us a bit of a run for our money at a hundred dollars. So I'd be having half a point on her each way, but I think, yeah, I agree with you that Sviontek's a fade. I mean, as I said, you know, she has had a slightly better prep this year than last year. You know, she's reached the semifinals of, of Cincinnati and the Canadian Open last year. She reached, she went out in the third round of both those tournaments. But there's something, you just feel that, that sort of, she had that aura of invincibility earlier in the season. She had it last season as well, and it's kind of gone. And I think this year, it's such a deep tournament. There are, I'd say there's, you know, seven or eight players who could win this at least. And I think Sviontek, you know, she seems to be throwing in a few more off games. She's And she's not even some of these matches that you'd expect her to win really comfortably. She's being taken to three sets. She got taken to three sets by Collins, by Chin Wen Zheng recently. I just think something's amiss there. And, and I think she'll be found wanting. I think let's have a look at the outright market here. These are the outright markets. These are the prices with Bet Rivers. I totally agree with Rory on Igor Shriontek. I mean, she's getting involved in a lot of things off the court as well at the moment, which are, I don't think is helping her game. Also, she's played an awful lot of tennis. You know, she's played a lot of tennis and a lot of surfaces, not only this year, but over a period of three or four years. And she looks tired. It happens to everybody at this at this stage of the year. And I think at plus 140, I think she could 
she could struggle. Really, I really do. Um, Eagles Frontex plus 240. Obviously, she's defending champion. No defending champion has won uh, back-to-back tournaments here at Flushing Meadows since Serena Williams. Arena Zabalinka in the bottom half. We'll come on to that in a minute. She's plus 450. Corey Goff, obviously huge amount of money for her. She's informed. She's $8. But I don't think, if you bet Corey Goff individually for her matches, her route to the final is probably the most difficult I've seen for anybody. If you bet her eight to one, you, she may well win it, but honestly, serious questions have to be asked about your, your mental state of <laughs> mind if you're betting Corey Goff eight to one. She's got to play Andreeva, if well, first round of qualifier, then Andreeva probably in round two, then Collins, then Kivitova, then Sviontek to reach the semifinals. Yeah. So if you if you if you did the the parlay on all those matches, you're going to get much more bigger than eight to one. That is a price that Bet Rivers and American sports books are worried of. Uh, Elena Rabakina is eight to one, uh, but she's in the top half as well. Jess Pekita is twelve to one. Brilliant um, recent form, but a terrible record here with the US Open. Onjabara sixteen. Uh, Mukova, we never know if she's fit or not. Mukova is twenty to one. Vondrusova thirty. Elena Svetolina is thirty three to one. Samsonova is forty to one. Kvitova forty one. Zachary forty one. Caroline Garcia is in dreadful form forty to one, and Madison Keys at fifty. So they are the main dozen or so at the top of the betting. Uh, so let's move on to quarter two. And this is where we find the former Wimbledon champion, uh, Lena Rabakina, number four seed. We find Zachary uh, at eight to one. And we find your friend Mukova, uh, 10 to one, uh, 10, number 10 seed, sorry. Four seed Rabakina, eight seed Zachary, and number 10 seed uh, Mukova. It looks a little bit tougher. Uh, it's probably, uh, it's probably is another tough quarter. I think the top half of the draw is much, much tougher than the bottom half of the draw. Uh, Rebecca starts with a very, very tough match against uh, Kostyuk, the Ukrainian. I think that potentially could be an upset there. And you remember, Rebecca got beaten the first round here last year as well, when she was the Wimbledon champion. What do you make of this section of the draw? Yeah, I, I'm definitely against Rebecca, who has injury worries. I mentioned Montreal and the, the rain and the sort of fixture congestion. And then she pulled out injured in Cincinnati. It's not good preparation. And she's struggled you know in the last few months she really has um had to pull out at Roland Garros through a virus um didn't go as far as probably would have expected at Wimbledon she lost to Angebur at Wimbledon in a repeat of their final from last year going out in the quarters and she's again another player who has played a lot of tennis played a lot of tennis this year a lot of time on court she's had injuries just all seem to be adding up and, and her preparation hasn't been good. And as you say, a real live opponent in the first round in Marta Kostyuk could definitely be some value there backing the Ukrainian in round one. We'll have a look at the matches properly tomorrow. I think I really do like, I know you say she's my favorite. I do like Mukova in this section. Um, she's beaten Sakari again recently. They seem to be drawn against each other so many times and, and Mukova keeps winning. Um, no reason to see any anything there. And and she's in really good form and she does seem to be fit. I mean, touch wood and, and everything, but she went down 6-4 in the third to Sviontek in Montreal in the last 16. She beat Sabalenka in the semifinals in Cincinnati. I mean, that's great form. Uh, obviously, she went down to Coco Goff in the final, um, but she's playing very well. Um, and you know someone who i was interested in a few weeks ago is belinda bencic but she you know might be struggling with injuries again uh, she sort of rolled her ankle um not so long ago against petra kvitova um, went out in the first round in cincinnati victoria azarenka never to be overlooked 
at Flushing Meadows has a great record here, but she does look past her best. I think Mukova can win this quarter, um, definitely. And then who knows who gets out of the first quarter. Um, I think Mukova, her outright price of $20, it's not massive. Personally, I'd have liked a bit more, um, but I think I think it's worth a go. Um, at even at twenty dollars, I think she's, I think she's the safest option in this twenty is in this second quarter. Um, as I say, Sakari just doesn't deliver at these tournaments. Um, Rebecca, I don't think she's fit. Um, so I think Mukova can can go well again. Just go on about Rebecca there. I mean, she got beaten the first round last year. She plays Kostuk this year. We're going to talk about the matches tomorrow, but I think there's a potential shot there. I definitely want to get with the Ukrainian. And also, Rebecca, she's never reached the second week of um, the US Open. She's never, ever progressed past the third round. And um, I think she's a fade on the outright market with an injury concern at eight. And we're waiting for the odds to come out on the quarter betting with Bet Rivers. But she will be the, the favourite to win that quarter. And I think she's fade there as well. Uh, the only trouble with Mukova is that yeah. you just never know with her injury. So I, th- I think you might get <laughs> a shock here. I think you might get someone at a very, very big, big price. Reaching of the semi-finals there, but Mukova obviously, if she's fit, which is a that is the big if. If she's fit, she's obviously the one who, who should come through that second quarter. So as we have it now, we've got a semi-finalist in quarter one. Who we, we're going to go for Daniel Collins at, in in quarter one? Is that the? So we got we got Daniel Collins. Yeah. Daniel Collins half a point at one hundred to. Well, we're going to we'll come on to the, at the end. We'll come up to the end. We've got Daniel Collins in quarter one, and we've got yep. Mukova to come through quarter, quarter two, two in what will be a very very surprising. Uh, top half of the draw when you consider how difficult it is. And let's move on to the bottom half. We've got quarter three here. Now, I would argue this is probably the weakest quarter of the lot. Um, Caroline Garcia is in there, number seven seed. Absolutely dreadful form at the moment. She doesn't seem right on and off the court. I think she's got some problems there. A tough first round match for Potapova up against Clara Towson. The Wimbledon champion, Von Drusova, is in there, the number nine seed, but she hasn't been playing at all well since she won Wimbledon. Very in and out. Sam Sonova, is a dangerous player in these conditions, but it needs to be quick. We're not quite sure how quick it's going to be. Madison Keys, can we trust her now at her age? And Jessica Pegula, um, someone who is playing so well. I've seen a lot of people tipping her up on social media, but you've got to take into consideration that she doesn't perform well in front of the American crowds in her home slam. She's only ever reached the quarterfinals once here, which was last year, but prior to that, she never got past the first round. So there's a lot of pressure on that, and she has a very, very tough opener against Camilla Georgie. And that could be a, a very difficult match for her as well. That looks the most open section to me. I really do think that anybody can go through there. Doubts about Pekula for me. Garcia wouldn't touch with your money. Von Drusifer, questionable. Where do you think the value is on this section? You, you mentioned the court speed. I, the, the tournaments we had recently, actually, based on last year, play very similar. Um, Cincinnati and Washington, D.C., yeah, they're so they're kind of a bit quicker than than medium. They've got they're still medium really, but they're a little bit quicker. There's the the, the service hold percentages are, are reasonably high. Um, weather wise, it looks mild, mid twenties Celsius. I've just seen the weather forecast, Rory, for the day I land. Yes, Tuesday, that's thunder and horrific. lightning. Wednesday, Tuesday, rain. I've only yeah. just seen it. Tuesday, thunder and lightning. Yeah. Welcome to New York. <laughs> touch the ground, touch the ground, the JFK, thunder lightning in the air. I mean that that is that I'm I'm I've got my swimming trunks packed. <laughs> so I've got so it's thunder and lightning on the Tuesday, rain all day the Wednesday, 
and it seems to get yeah. better as the week goes on. When I, and then I come home. Oh dear! I'm, yeah, I'm usually lucky awful. with the weather, and it's Sean Calvert who's, who's unlucky with the weather. <laughs> I think he might have my, my luck this tournament here, but it, Tuesday doesn't look good at all, does it? No, it's I think two inches of rain forecast. Of course, there's roofs on on the two main courts, Arthur Ashe and Lewis. Lewis I'm worried about the plane landing with thunder and lightning coming <laughs> out of the sky rather, than, yeah. rather than roof and the court. Yeah, oh, you might get diverted to LaGuardia or something like that. Oh dear, that won't be nice. Um, they can play until very late. Uh, at New York, of course, we have some very late night finishes there. Um, there shouldn't be too much disruption. The forecast does look pretty good after that when you're when you're when you're back. So, um, yeah, not ideal. Um, what do you like in that? Yeah, I like, I actually like Von Drusheva. I think Pegula, I, I still have a doubt, you know, in big tournaments, getting to the business end, whether gods were definitely smiling on her in, in Montreal. Uh, and in her section, in her eighth of the draw, if you like, you've got, you know, you've got some tough opponents. You've got Alina Svitolina, Madison Keys, Ludmilla Samsonova. Um, in the top half, so the top half of the third quarter, if you can visualize that, as you say, Garcia is in terrible form. Ekaterina Alexandrova is playing this week. I'm not sure that's ideal prep for a slam, especially one so late in the season. Von Drusova, you know, she was, she's only played twice since Wimbledon. Uh, she had quite a long break. Um, after that first slam success, she was well beaten by Goff in Montreal. Um, that was her first tournament back. And in Cincinnati, you know, she took Sviontek to a tie break in the first set and then went down 6-1 in the second. The thing with Von Drusova, and, and it's funny because I did back her for the US Open quite soon after she won Wimbledon because I thought, you know, I think she was around $25. I still look at her Wimbledon win and think, that grass is perhaps, and not by much, but her weakest surface. You know, her, all her sort of big runs, her success have been on either hard courts and she, she reached the French Open final on clay. She reached the Olympic final on hard court in Tokyo, actually similar hard court to what they'll be playing on uh, in New York. I think these conditions are pretty near optimum for her. Sure, they probably suit other players very well, you know, better than grass for instance but i think she can go deep here and there's that belief now from her being a slam champion i think 30 dollars is a very very fair price about her and you look at, at the people in her section of the draw there's there's no one frightening there um you know pegula just can't really seem to get it done in the latter stages of slams um garcia we said terrible form svitolina how far can she go? Madison Keys, as you say, how can we trust her? She's had so many opportunities getting deep and, and not really delivering. Samsonova probably needs it a little bit quicker. She has been playing very well. She got to the final in Montreal and, and she was unlucky there because she had to play the semi-finals and the final in the same day and, and got thrashed by Pegula in the final. Um, but I think Von Drusev is a, a really attractive price at $30. So Von Drusova through to the semi-finals in quarter three. So he's got Collins, Mukova, and Von Drusova through to the semi-finals. And in the final section, section four, quarter four, we have Onjaba, two-time runner-up last few years, runner-up, um, but being very easily by Igor Shrontek last year. Obviously, she's coming in off the back of that really disappointing Wimbledon performance as well. She's been the runner-up in the last two Wimbledons and the last two 
US Opens as well. Will she break through here? Will she can she's available? If you want to better, you can better at 16 to 1 with Bet Rivers to win this. Uh, in that section, you have Krujikova, who is not in any form whatsoever. You have Kazakina, who is um far too inconsistent for me. But Dosso is unseeded. She opens up uh, against Kenin, I believe it is. And in the bottom, and also have uh, Pliskova, who's another sort of veteran of the tour. Venus Williams is in the draw as well. Um, no, she plays, Vodosa plays Venus Williams, I'm afraid. That's right. It's, yeah. it's, Venus Williams v Vodosa, which is an interesting Kenning craze bog down. And the final person is the number two seed, Arena Zabalenka. Um, Zabalenka is the plus 450 favourite. Now, up to 450 second favourite to win this tournament. Now, you've you've opposed Swantec, you've opposed uh, Goff, you've opposed Ribikini, you've got big doubts about him. Zabalenka, um, what do you think of her chances here? I mean, her form here has been pretty solid, semi-finals. And on the hard court records this year, she has a better percentage record than Igor Shvontek. She is the number one performer on the hard courts on the US Tour, on the on the, on the WTA Tour. And she also is the Australian Open champion as well. And she's plus 450 in a much weaker section to the half than Igor Shvontek, who is um, plus 240. Yeah, I'm opposing her as well. I, I think... She's my like, bet. She's my bet. Is she really? I, I think like she, I think she's a fantastic each way bet. I really uh, do. Bet plus four fifty. I, think, I don't yeah. know. I mean, she took a long gap after Wimbledon, like von Drusseva. She made an early exit to Samsonova in Montreal, and then she went down to Mukova in the in the Cincinnati semifinals, and she served eleven double faults against Samsonova and ten against Mukova. <clears throat> Excuse me. It just feels a little bit like. The Sabalenka of 2022 has returned to me. I, now that may not stop her going deep in a, in this tournament. Um, her draw doesn't look the worst, but four dollars fifty, uh, I, I it makes me very wary about backing her. The other player to look at, as you mentioned in this part of the draw, is Jabur. Can one trust her after that Wimbledon final? I do almost feel inclined to give her another chance at a slam other than Wimbledon. You know, I think Wimbledon was just... You're too kind, Roy. That's your problem. You were I laughing am. about the, the, the two Dutch people that fell in on the floor. <laughs> money. That's the difference. You, not, not many betters would give her, Jabir a chance anymore. I've given up with Jabir. I better I'm not backing her. I'm not backing her. for the last two Wimbledons. And I'm never, oh, never trusting her again with my money. She's done. Me and Jabir finished. <laughs> it's you, over. You're much, much easier. You're much kinder heart than me, Roy. Oh, no soft, way. I'm finished. Soft as grease. Um, yeah. I think any other slam other than Wimbledon, she wins that. I think. I mean, the pressure of the occasion was just too much. Her draw doesn't look back up bad either, unless unless Daria Kazakina or perhaps Donna Vekic, although she retired from her last match, unless they can throw a spanner in that works. I can't see anything other than a Jabur Sabalenka quarterfinal. And Sabalenka did beat Jabur in Cincinnati. Um, so that would be, I, I, look, I think they're both going to go deep here. I can't see them being stopped going deep. Once they get to the business end, that's when it when it gets gets a bit tricky. Uh, if I had to pick one, I'd probably go for Jabur to win the quarter. Um, obviously, one if she gets to the final, then we'll we'll revisit Wimbledon, no doubt. If she gets that far, um, could she play? You know, Von Drusseva again in 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 the semi-finals. Von Drusseva's beaten her the last three times this year. Um, 
Sabalenka's got a very good record against Von Drusova of late, but Von Drusova's never really been fit for a, a substantial amount of time until just before Wimbledon. So, you know, there are all these unknowns, there's all these factors coming into play. Um, yeah, I think we I think I think we can look at Jabir or Sabalenka to win the fourth quarter. But as far as an outright bet goes, Sabalenka at plus four fifties short for me, and and Jabir at plus sixteen hundred again, just a little bit short for me. I like Sabalenka with the with the each way part. I like the two twenty five to get the final uh, because because I just think if, if every one of her matches, if you look at the progression through to her matches, apart from the Jabir but Jabir match, she's going to be like minus. The biggest price she'll be is like minus seven dollars. Uh, she's going to be very heavy favorite round one, very heavy favorite round two. If she plays Kazakh Keener, she'd probably be about minus six dollars, something like that. Jabir, what would she be? Minus two fifty, minus minus two. And if you work it out, I think it's a decent decent price. And that's obviously if those players get to that far, they could get beat. So I could, I yeah. think Zabalenka's a nice each way. It's a, it's a, it's a it's a sort of a you know more if you're a bigger hitter if you're someone i'm not i mean i'm not saying i'm a big hitter or nothing like that but i'm saying if you if you're if you're not a recreational better and you want a serious play i think zabalenka offers the best each way value if you want to have a little couple of dollars on someone for some interest there's obviously some bigger uh, players out there remember bet rivers have a special as well we're going to mention it all the way through this tournament here but they have and they come up with these specials they're always very very popular they've got a us open offer daily for the main draw you get a 50 pound uh, 50 pound 50 percent match bet up to 25 dollars on a live wager each day of the us open so if you wager 25 dollars you get 50 percent matched for your next play so um that's a nice offer there it's gonna be running all the way through the us open uh, for the next two weeks in new york so roy so the conclusion is we've, we've gone for the top half Collins in the top quarter. She'll be playing Mukova in the semi in the semi-finals. In the bottom half, we're going to go for Von Drusifer against Jabir in a repeat of the Wimbledon final. But where is the money and what is the staking plan? Where do we need to go? What do we need to do? Where do we need to go to make some money here uh, on the outright market with Bet Rivers? Yeah, I think I think Von is the best bet. I think she's the best value bet for me. I think her third quarter, that third quarter is the weakest of the four. And she's a slam winner now. I think the confidence she has, you know, she knows she can beat all of these players on any given day. And I think I'm backing her a point each way at $30. That's in the bottom half. In the top half, I have gone for Carolina Mukova a point each way at $20. Um, again, the, the second quarter is considerably weaker than the top quarter. And I think Mukova, she's got the beating of Sakari. She's beaten her two or three times this year already. Um, and with so many fitness doubts surrounding Elena Rybakina, I do like Mukova in the second quarter. And in that top quarter, as we've mentioned, you know, fatigue, injuries piling up. Danielle Collins, who, you know, finally has has a, a, a clear run, who who looks to be fit again. She's a fantastic match player, a great competitor. Her against Coco Goff in round three could be a match to to relish, to really savour. And I fancy Collins a half a point each way at $100. I think, you know, she can go a long way because she's fit for a change. And, um, you know, in these conditions, she's she's very good. So they are three picks. Uh, Mukova at 20 to 1, Von Drusova 30 to 1. And Daniel Collins at 100 to 1. That has been the outright market wrapped up here on Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. 
with our WTA handicapper, fresh from his holidays, Rory Jawani. Um, Rory, we'll be back tomorrow to look at the women's first round matches. So we'll go through those as well. Look at Rory's picks. We'll, we'll break those down. And the content's really getting to pick it up now. So the next couple of weeks, it's all about the US Open as well. But uh, not only that, we have the soccer leagues all kicking off in Europe as well. And some of the content on the Bet River Studios YouTube channel is fantastic. So make sure you subscribe to the channel, get an alert every time that drops. There's four ways to follow us. You can download this podcast, Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, on your preferred podcast provider. You can subscribe to that YouTube channel, as I mentioned there. And you can also follow us on our socials, which is at Because We Win, which is our Twitter handle and also our Instagram handle. Uh, Instagram, myself and Sean, you'll be seeing me singing in the rain on Broadway um it, it, on tuesday on wednesday and hopefully seeing some tennis in the sunshine on thursday and sean calvert will be back out uh in the big apple with me on saturday um so um rory thank you very much good to see you back thank you good luck Thanks, with your mate. bets i'll chat you to you tomorrow take care everyone and hope you enjoyed that and we'll be doing a men's preview uh which will be dropping a little bit later on with uh sean calvert as well looking at the mess bets on the men's draw as well take care